Hey, it's Umberto Garcia, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about my experience after 10 years active duty, five of those being in special operations, three deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan, and what I've learned from hard times like this, and what I can pass on. So what do I see that's similar to the hardest times I had in the Marine Corps, the hardest times I had in boot camp, or even special operations selection to now? I'm going to tell you that a lot of it comes through in how you handle it day to day. So imagine, I'll describe selection to you and I'll describe like the year long training I had to go through to get into special operations. Basically, I barely knew what was going to happen. So there's a lot of uncertainty. I'm in this these programs or these courses with about 100 people at a time. And every time there's about a 60% attrition rate. So for every 100 people that went to selection, only about 40 people made it through. And for every 100 people that went through and actually got selected and then went through the school, only 40 people got through. So it was a really high dropout rate. And of course, you're dealing with Marines that you know are vetted, have gone through screening processes. It's not easy. And what I noticed and what me and my friends used to talk about, because every time we had a very hard day, every time we had a very hard week, every time we had a very hard exercise, what would happen is you would almost have like survivors, right? Um, Imagine like a game show where like every day you don't know who's going to drop out. And what would happen is at the survivors table, right? The people that didn't drop out, we would all talk about it. And I started realizing some patterns between the people that ended up having to pack up their suitcases or having to empty out their racks, right? Their beds. And what would happen is, is those people, basically they were worried about things three months from now. They were worried about things six months from now. They were worried about things two years from now. And what was happening is some of them were the strongest people. Some of them were the tallest. Some of them were the fastest runners. Some of them were the people that when you looked at them, they looked like G.I. Joes, right? And I don't have that appearance at all. If anything, if you saw me at these places compared to other people, you'd be like, what is Umberto doing there, right? Like he needs to get back and get back to doing data communications. And what I realized was those people, unlike the people at the survivor's table, they weren't living chow to chow. And what that means is the people that went chow to chow, that made it through these schoolhouses, that made it through the deployments, that made it through the hardest times, all they did was they put their head down and they realized, I don't have control over things four weeks from now. I have no control over where I'm going to be stationed. I have no control over what my next job is going to be. I have no control over the 12-mile hike I have coming up in three weeks. But what I do have control over is my preparation for today. I have control over you know, getting my maps ready getting my boots and packing my gear properly so it doesn't hurt my back. I have control over, you know, how much sleep I get, how much water I drink and how I rehydrate and, you know, what I eat and put back into my body. And that sense of at least having control of the short term made it so you didn't have to live in the future and be worried about uncertainty, right? Because the contrast to that, all the people that when you came back to the bunkhouse or you came back to the squad bay where we lived, the people that's, whose bunks were empty, the people whose uh, racks were empty, the people that left and dropped out and had to go face their family and tell them they quit, they were worried about seven months from now. They were worried about, well, what if my wife, wife doesn't like where I'm stationed? What if I get hurt on that hike three weeks from now? That hasn't even happened yet. And it's very unlikely you're going to get hurt because almost no one did get hurt, right? Um 
what's going to happen when you get to a weakness of yours, right? Maybe like swimming or amphibious uh, exercises or shooting. Well, what's crazy is those things haven't happened yet. But the fact that you're in the future and you're thinking about those things and you're not in the present and you're not in control, you're dealing with things you have no control over, all of a sudden you're facing a much bigger wall to climb than other people. So when I sat at those tables and we would eat, you know, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the chow halls, or we'd be in the field eating our box lunches or MREs, is that the people that made it through every single day, they were worried about what they could control now. And it's very similar right now in our photography businesses. Your photography business and your annual revenue does not rely on this month alone, does not rely on next month alone. It's an average of all the months combined, right? But there might be some slowdowns now. There might be a little bit. There might be people that are not booking as much as they would, you know, if this wasn't happening. And that's completely fine. But what you do have control over is what the other side of this looks like for you by what you do now. So, you know, especially especially people that are the hardest hit are probably in the event space. There are a lot of boudoir photographers that, you know, are still taking shoots. Their areas are not in lockdown. They have almost no cases in some of the states in the U.S. And you might disagree with that, but... You know, that's the guidance they're getting. And I do think that's probably right, right? That, you know, this country was founded on a federal system and individual states and individual municipalities and every area is different, right? If Hawaii has had, you know, one case and it's been isolated and almost no one's sick, you know, their uh, standards are going to be much uh, different than Seattle or L.A. or, you know, New York City. So there are people in different parts of the country that are still booking. There's people even in quarantine areas that are still booking over the phone. And there's people that are still creating content, that are still getting DMs and PMs, that are still doing passion and personal projects. And that's really hopeful because those people are worried about what they can control now. You can't control the Dow Jones. You can't control stocks. You can't control you know, what other people are doing. But what you can do is you can focus on chow to chow, right? Because kind of like our friends every day, all we had to do is we knew that when we woke up, we just had to make it through the morning exercise. Whether we went on a four mile run, a six mile run, seven mile run, we just had to worry about getting to breakfast. And when you got to breakfast, you didn't have to worry about the entire year ahead of you. You just had to worry about getting to lunch. And from lunch, you had to worry about getting to dinner. And you knew that you were gonna go to sleep on most nights because there were some, I think there was a period of like eight days where I didn't sleep or I slept very little. On most days you got to sleep. So, you know, if as long as you went chow to chow, you weren't overwhelmed. And the same thing now, as long as you don't treat today as if it represents the next year, you're not going to take short term actions or short term decisions that's going to impact you in the long term. Because for every person that dropped out, for every person that halfway to lunch, they were worried about the next year and they left for the rest of their lives, they had to go face their family or even face themselves, that's even worse. Who cares what your family thinks if you drop out of school or whatever, right? But they had to face themselves. They had to make stories in their heads as to why it was the right decision, right? Like they had to take actions and then basically uh, substantiate them with reason afterwards, even if it was unreasonable to quit their life stream, right? Imagine for a man, for a guy, there's almost no, especially if you're in the Marine Corps, there's almost no higher pinnacle level. There's no higher level of achievement you can make than making it in the special operations world. There's not. But imagine having the chance and being in the pipeline 
and dropping out because you were worried and you weren't in the moment worried about what you could control. And that affects the rest of your life. So now their storyline for their life, the story of their life, their experience is much different than it would have been if they would have been present. And of course, those that's probably more, I don't know, is that more consequential than small businesses now? I don't think so. I think they're equally as important. But that's what I hope when you're listening to this that you don't do, that you don't make short-term decisions that'll impact you for this year. And then this year is going to carry over to next year. And then next year is going to carry over and shut everything down. Because the biggest thing we need right now is momentum, is optimism, is focusing on chow to chow, focusing on the things you can do today. Because we do know that there is one thing that we do know, right? We do know that this is going to end at some point. And for every time the world was going to fall apart, right, whether it was the ozone layer was going to disappear, whether it was World War II, whether it was Vietnam, whether it was the real estate crash, every single time everyone said, it'll never be the same, we're never going to go back to normal. And every time it did. So if the last 10,000 years of recorded time, things have gone back to normal or even better, and ultimately they've gotten substantially better might be crazy to think it's probably going to go back to normal now. So what are we doing right now, chow to chow, to make sure that we are in the best position later, right? Because even if this is a mini, you know, a mini slow time or a mini winter, right? A business winter for businesses, right? Are we going to prolong it? Are we going to have our actions make it even longer on the back end? Because ultimately we have the choice, right? We can't control whether the slowdown now lasts two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, six weeks. But over a 10-year span, over a four-year span, this time is going to be just a blip on the radar, just like every other time has gone by and has you know, blazed by us. And it's not, to, it's not to minimize the experiences that people are going through. Now, those are very real. But a lot of times it gets out of proportion because we're not living chow to chow or we're mounting up all the obstacles we haven't even faced yet instead of taking them one by one and we're making decisions on that. So hopefully this message, let me know in the comments of this, like what do you think the takeaways from this is? Do you feel like there's things that you can be doing slightly different um, to help improve your situation and what's gonna change moving forward?